This is the podcast, not an interview. This is a conversation. No gimmicks, just reasons. 84 reasons. Come holler at me. What up, my good people? I am being true. This is 84 Reasons. No games, no gimmicks, just reason. And now, listen, my next guest, I'm trying to find the best way to describe it. Because for some reason, right, everybody get caught up in the wide receiver you or who had the best trio. Is it is it this squad? Is it that squad? I went to check the numbers. It's only three players that I can remember to play together. That was consensus All-American, one and Natty, first team All-SEC, Belitnikov finalist, and this guy's one of them. I know you listen. He's known to Jacquez Green by his, by his defenders. They just want they just want the game to end. He is Jacquez Green, Fort Valley, Georgia, Peach County, second round pick, all rookie team. This man dislocated his hip in 1995 and still went on to do what he was doing. The great Jacquez. Man, what, what you, what's going on with that question? Not much, man. Appreciate you having me on. No, just got off the practice field not too long ago, but. No, I've been trying to get on the show with you, man, for a while, and we we finally got the time together. Absolutely. I mean, we're gonna we gonna get into we're gonna get into what you're doing now, man. I know you I know you're down there, man. The team getting them getting them Florida boys right, but let's just get right into it. When you you played the wide receiver position, to me, you Redell, man, you know, freaking Ike, y'all boys was ahead of y'all time in a way to where people always say it ain't but one rock. Y'all boys found a way to still have individual success, collective success. How did y'all find a way to be so good at the same time? But I ain't never hear no bickering or nothing from y'all because obviously all y'all got to eat out there. Man, we was good friends off the field. No, not only on the field, off the field, we hung out all the time. We was always in each other's you know, rooms during the um dorm life and what have you. And we just we 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 genuinely loved each other. And our competition was between each other. You know, we was trying to see who can do the defender the the, the worst. You know, who can who can run the best route. Who can uh, have the best fade route? Who can run the best route? Who who can um who look the best on film? So we was always competing with each other, you know, to see who can do the uh, opposing team the worst. And you know, our competitiveness, you know, helped us succeed a lot on, on Saturdays. Now, Quincy, even even with that, I like the fact that you said, look, we just pushing each other. I I my my big three version was you know Taylor Jacobs, Rishi Caldwell, and obviously Jabbar Gaffney. And I was, they used to talk about y'all boys. He said, man, I'm trying to get them question numbers. I'm trying to, I said, listen, pick you one. You can't do all three. <laughs> when you look at the wide receiver position now, because I, I, listen, I be, obviously I follow you on Twitter, all these crazy releases. Now everybody, can't nobody be covered in one-on-ones. All of a sudden though, when the pass come on, it ain't the same production. You being a coach, understanding the position, do you like it, Levin? When you're watching this stuff online, I'm saying, bro, ain't nobody getting slapped in the face. These these Michael Jackson moonwalker moves. When you see it, it's got to make you go, bro. Stop trying to make a mockery of arguably the harder position to play because it's you and the best athlete on defense out there on that island. Yeah, you got some of these guys who really, you know, some of these guys have never really played the position. They just seeing other people. They seeing these guys, the NFL guys, do these different releases. They don't realize these NFL guys built their repertoire up to be able to do these releases. Back in their younger years, they was doing the real basics. And you want to teach the kids the basics now. Then what, certain kids may have a skill set where they can go above and beyond with their releases. But, you know, early on, you just want to teach, you know, a couple of two or three different releases and let the kids, you know, have success that way. 
Um, nowadays, you got these guys trying all this different stuff that they see uh, <laughs> Stephon Diggs do and uh, Odell Beckham do, but they don't realize how elite these athletes are. That's why they can do these type of releases. Now, question: when you watch the wide receiver position, you mentioned some big-time players just that you see Odell Beckham Jr. He's known for the one-handed. Stephon Diggs, I think the boy is a route-running phenom. I was always told this, but you guys killed that too. I was taught guys run really, really good routes when they're not that fast. Like, dude, I'm not the fastest dude. Like Jerry Rice, he the GOAT, but he wasn't 4-4, but he just can run routes. But then you got guys, you know, you got the 4-3 guys. They can't stop. Like, they can run in a straight line, but they can't stop. You, Redell, all right, y'all boys, not only are y'all running routes, y'all can see each other. Did y'all did y'all ever ask each other, hey, brother, like, when you, you know, when you're running this end route, how do you, hey, man, I'm trying to, certain guys set them up at the beginning of the route. Other guys, I get them at the top of the route, man. I'm going to make them dance at the top of the route. Other guys are real good coming out of the day. What was it about y'all three that y'all could take from each other? Because usually one guy's really, really good, and the other guy's like, well, I just get what he don't get. Y'all, all y'all boys, Y'all boys out to eat. Now, even, you know, the run game is one thing, but when you're looking at the receiver position, what makes a good one? I get like, what makes a good receiver to you when you say that boy there, he can dance out there? You see, when I, when I, when I, for myself, you no, know, Reedale always made simple things look very like dramatic and awesome. And Ike was the opposite. Ike made everything look simple. It could have been like an awesome move, but Ike will make it look like so easy. So, you know, you, you just try to take a little bit from each other, you know, uh, I was good on intermediate routes. Riddell was good on like double moves and fade routes and things like that. But, you know, as Coach Dixon, who's our wide receiver coach in Florida, he did a great job of teaching us the basics of the fundamentals of the position, though. We spent a lot of time just learning releases. We spent a lot of time learning secondary releases when you're trying to get it by uh, linebackers who apex down the slot and stuff like that. So we spent a lot of time working the bases and we, we throw so we threw so much one-on-ones and 707 in college you had no choice but to get good at running pass routes no we spent a lot of time doing that a lot of people think we just showed up in the games that day and was good throwing the football but we spent all day throwing the ball in practice so we so good you know so we had so much success when we threw the ball in the games talking with jack Quez green consensus all-american national champion sec champion all sec Belitnikov finalist second round pick fort valley Georgia boys, listen, Florida, y'all want to win? Get the Georgia boys. Get them to come down to Florida, Peach County, because in Fort Valley, they got two things going on, right? They got Fort Valley State, and they got the Peach County boys. That's it. Friday and Saturday, them boys, I, my, my uncle went to Fort Valley, so that's kind of near and dear to my heart. But Quezzy, look, man, you being a coach now, right? But you did it. What is it? What is it about? You know, so what made you want to get into the coaching thing? And, and how is it knowing that? Look, fellas, I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking to y'all. This I don't care when I did it. National championships was doing. I, I got one back in 96, played in 95, came from a dislocated hip. What is it like being a coach now down there in Manatee when the boys looking at you like, boy, if I got to tell you one more time, what what, what is that like for you? It's good, man. I enjoy coaching. I always, always thought I wanted to coach. I always said if I coach high school football, I want to coach at a place where it means something. You know, uh, my first job was at Gibbs High School in St. Pete. Um, then I went up to Tallahassee Lincoln. Um, then I went to Fat uh, Austin for a year. Then I went to Tallahassee Gabby. Now I'm down in Manatee. So I've been in some places where there's a lot of tradition. Uh, they really care about the games and it really means stuff into, something to the community. So um, this is my first head coaching job. Um, my second year as a head coach. Uh, I just fell into the job. I never really wanted to be a head coach. It just so happened, and, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. You know, I got a great group of kids. 
Uh, I have a lot of talent this year on my team, and we're a young team. So we not young per se as in, you know, a lot of people use that excuse when they're losing. Oh, we're a young team. We're a young team as in we're going to be should be good this year, and we should be even better again next year. Quiz, you 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 talking about some big names, the places you got your – you took Valdosta. I mean, if, whew, I mean – from the colleges to the lounge to Valdosta, that whole city is good. You talking about Lincoln, Tallahassee? I know about the great Lincoln, the Kevin Carters, the, the Antonio Camardis, the Gavin Dickies. Now you're talking about Manatee. How did those play? How did those? How did those, your previous stops help you understand that when they approach you and say, "Coach, man, we want you to be the head guy," you like, "Well, it's not what I was looking to do, but the experience I got these other places preparing me for this." Yeah, I, I was fortunate to coach under some good head coaches. You know, I had uh, Yusuf Shakir at at, at um, Lincoln. I coached under Corey Fuller at Guyby, and I coached under Rance Gillespie at Valdosta, who was also uh, the head coach at my high school after I left and won two state championships at my high school. So I was fortunate enough to be coaching under some um, great head coaches. And, you know, Rance was an offensive guy. Uh, Shakir and Corey Fuller was defensive guys. So I learned, you know, how to balance defense and offense as far as, you know, as a head coach and, you know, I, I can take a little bit from each guy implementing into myself and my, my program. And, and as I went along, I, I realized what I like and didn't like about each, you know, coaching, uh, each head coach and then try to implement, you know, the, the things I do like and the things I don't like. And, you know, right now I think I got a, uh, I think I'm at a good place right now as far as head coaching and, and um, I got a great staff. And so right now we're having fun and we're having success right now. Now, I mean, obviously, I'm biased when it comes to high school football in the state of Georgia. I know you are, too, even though you even though you, you know, you kind of like in the middle right now, you torn because you we hear a lot about high school football in Florida. The, and I can admit the best athletes on the planet. I I can give it to them are in the state of Florida. You coaching that. Coach, is it is it what they say it is when you say to yourself, dude, recruiters come to Florida and they camp out for a month because, dude, you can get everything you want. <laughs> Panhandle, North Florida, Central Florida, South Florida. Is it true what they say about high school high school football in the state of Florida? Yeah, it, it's true. They have some elite athletes down here. And the thing about Florida is we don't have all the resources like Georgia and California and Texas have. So they, they literally get it out the mud down here. You know, you, you, got, you know, got some solid coaching in some areas of the state, not so solid in some areas of the state, but you got great athletes all over the state. And even when I was at UF, I used to always tell those guys that you know how great the athletes were in Georgia. And now everybody's just realizing how good Georgia is as far as recruiting and how fertile the recruiting grounds are in Georgia. So they're both similar as far as uh, athletes. I think Florida probably has better athletes and Georgia has better resources. They can develop the guys a little bit better. But the Florida guys are not tapped out once they leave once they leave high school. You know, there's still a lot more you can get out of those guys. They have all the uh, all the, the great coaching. They don't have all the great facilities and what have you as far as the high school athletes. Talking with Jacquez Green, part of the listen, part of that triple threat, the triplets, Rod, Redell Anthony, man, Ike Hillier. But consensus all American. I could believe the call finalists, all SEC champ. I mean, all SEC two-time SEC champion, national champion. But I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to go over this. You dislocated your hip in the national championship in 95. What was that like? Because when I hear dislocated hip, the first thing popped in my mind, I'm like, I think I think Bo Jackson did it. I, I think I think Michael Irvin did. It. I think Shannon Sharp did it. And that's career ending. That's what was it like coming back off of that? Because you played you played the next year. Um, it was tough, man. When I first just like they had some slick kind of grass. I heard some like rye grass or what have you out in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, I remember like it was yesterday. We got to uh, kick the ball off, 
Redell called for it. I think he didn't get it. It rolled on the ground. I got where I got ready to get it. And when I got hit, right before I got hit, I slipped. So my leg went up under me. And as my leg went up under me, the rest of the guys came and piled on the pile and just bent me over. And my, I felt my hilt come out. And you know, before I went off the ground, if you look at the old footage, you'll see me tell Tony George that my hilt came out. And so I just laid there. You know, At that time, I was just worried about being OK. I wasn't thinking about playing football or anything after that. Um, that night, I remember going to, I remember leaving injured. We was up, the score was like 17 to three or 17, seven. It wasn't a bad score. And I remember waking up in the hospital bed and it was like 55 to 20. I was like, good Lord, when that game got out of hand like that. So I spent, I spent the night in the hospital. At first they was telling me that I would have to uh, fly home alone or what have you, but they released me from the hospital and I got a chance to fly back with the team on, on the flight. And, you know, once I got back to Gainesville, once they 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 looked at it and realized I didn't have any, you know, capsular issues and my blood was still flowing correctly in the hip area. It was just a long, grueling process to rehab it then. But I was out of Hampton Notes every day, rehabbing, you know, underwater treadmill, um, balancing on one leg on the um, on the little trampoline and weightlifting and doing a lot of non-bearing, non-bearing weight things. And um, I was supposed to not be able to come back until the next football season started. And I was back before the end of spring practice. So. Uh, I had a lot of, you know, at you up, you know, you're going to have the best of the best. So I had a guy that can rehab me every day, all day. And so I, I was back a lot quicker than I was supposed to be back. See, the, the day, the day, the days of Chris Patrick, CP. And you got Adrian, no guy, the elevator's a fuck. Coach Perry kept the same people, even, even when I was there. <laughs> but you what you did something, Quezzy, man, that, that most people get, you you had a triple. And the 97 man in Auburn, when you, when you threw one, caught one, ran for one, what is that like? Number one, how much trust did, did Coach Furry have in you to say, listen, because every every quarter, listen, obviously you play QB and all those different things in Peach County. That's what they say, right? Once you throw a once you throw a touchdown pass after the game, you go quest. Oh, yeah, I always play quarterback. I ain't, I ain't like Danny, but I could throw that thing. Obviously, you got wheels to run it. What was that like, man? You know, looking at looking at Redell, I ain't like, yeah, y'all try that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Cause I, cause what, what was that like going back saying, man? I, had, I, I, actually, I, I actually didn't know I had hit it until after the game was over when one of the reporters asked me that. She's like, how it feels to throw one, catch one, and run one. I'm like, oh, oh, I did do that, huh? I didn't realize that. But, at that, you know, back when we played, you had so many guys on your team who was ex-quarterbacks. Because, you know, back in our day, the best players on your te- high school team was usually quarterback. Yep. So when I was at UF, we had, like, nine or ten guys who was their high school quarterback. And so Spur, you know, he known for a lot of trick plays, so he always draw ways to throw the football. And at the time I was there, it was either me or Travis McGriff who did a lot of throwing when we did our trick plays. So, uh we had a we was running legit. We ran a little run to me, little end around with the with the kind of was like a buck sweep with the guards pulling out front of me, and I carried in from the end zone. Then one time we handed to me and, and Jay Rich ran like a little V cut to the back of the end zone. I hit him on the run, and one time I ran a slant. And it was all like the same formation, the old tech formation. If you remember the two tight formation tech, yes, it was kind of cool and neat. And I really didn't understand the significance of it to you know after the game and later on in life how how difficult it is to do those three things in one football game. Talking with Jacquez Green, former is a former Gator great, national champion, what SEC champion, all SEC, all American, Blitnikoff uh, finalist, now head coach, Manatee. Them boys down there getting right over that little west of Brayton. I, I know, I know about, I know about Florida, Florida a little bit, but you won the Natty, Coach Spurrier. Listen, won the Heisman, coached the Heisman, won the Natty. Man, what was that team like? And most importantly. What was that offense like, Quezzy? Because like you said, when I when I cannot focus on one guy, and they go they go Redell, they go Ike, they go Quezzy, they go 
There go, there go Fred T. Oh my God. There go Danny Warfel. What was that offense like knowing that Spurrier said, bro, I can call anything I want. And Quesi, please kill the myth up. People be thinking, oh, Spurrier got first, first down plays. No, he don't. He got touchdown plays. Every play he called, he's trying to get in the end zone. But what, but what was that team like, boy? What was that offense like, man? The thing about it, everybody thought we just threw the football around, but we actually had a, a, a hell of a run game all those years. And, you know, the early years, Fred T was just a, another running back we had in the backfield. You know, we ran Terry, we ran Elijah. And I think one year, both all three guys averaged over six yards of carry or seven yards of carry, something like that. And so we had just so many weapons, so you couldn't really key on one guy. We had three or four receivers. We had two or three running backs that can run. Uh, we had we had two quarterbacks at the time. We had Danny and, uh, and Eric Crusher at one time. So, and Spurrier was was a guy who, you know, real aggressive play caller, which we love. And we knew, you know, when we practiced up and practice that we was going to run it. You know, it wasn't just practicing it just to be practicing. You know, if we call, if we if Spurrier come with a play that we're going to take a shot on, we're going to take a shot in the game. And the thing about that was he would let whoever ran the route the best will get that play in the game. So imagine that in practice, you know, everybody trying their best to run the route the best and whoever did the best, they'll get to play in the game. Even with reverses, you know, if we had a reverse call. If you ran the reverse and you didn't make a guy miss, he'll tell you, well, the next guy up, next time we run it, you don't get it no more. So that made us compete as far as getting the, you know, the top plays for us in, um, in the game. And you knew Coach Spurs is going to be aggressive, you know, which we all love. You know, you got some coaches who will call these, you know, all these goal balls and deep posts all day in practice and, and never call them in the game. Well, Coach Spurrier, you knew you was going to call these in the game. Y'all went to back to back national championships that you mentioned, that, uh, the Nebraska Tommy Fraser, which, I mean, he got, I mean, I ain't never seen nobody run an option the way he was able to do it. Y'all talk about, the, I mean, the loss y'all took, but to come back next year, but Quincy, I got to ask, man, oh my freaking God, what is it like winning the natty, but not just winning it, beating the breaks, beating the, <laughs> whoop. Off them boys from Tallahassee, because the thing is, right? Everybody say that. Oh my God, you know us being Georgia boys. Yeah, I would love for it to be Florida Georgia in the national championship. We better win it though, because if we don't win it, I don't <laughs> think I can watch football no more. But y'all had already played them early in that season, and they beat y'all. And everybody know it's hard to quote beat a team twice, but y'all didn't just beat them. Like it's one thing to say, "Hey, Florida, Florida State, big time rival, gonna always." Be. But y'all, y'all did some things in that game. What was that like knowing? Y'all, listen, y'all win the SEC. I think Nebraska or somebody lost. I can't remember who lost. It, it was y'all. When well, y'all know it's going to be them boys from Tallahassee, are y'all saying, oh, my freaking God, we get them boys again? Because everybody say that, right? Boy, I wish we could play y'all again. <laughs> what was that like? New Orleans on turf? Because that turf, you're going to be even faster. Got to wear them turf shoes. What was that like doing it against them boys? We, we respect them, but that Spurrier and, uh, you know, Coach Bowden will be tied to the hip. But to know. That's where he got his one natty against them boys. What was that like? Well, after we had lost to Nebraska the year before, we brought back just about the entire team. You know, a team that had just played for the national title game. So we knew we had the, the whole offense was back just about. The whole defense was back just about. And I think that was the year when Stoops came in the next year. So we had a brand new defense coordinator. So, um, you know, as the year went along, we ran through the, you know, ran through the season, putting up crazy numbers. And we played Florida State and Dope. And then Florida State sacked us a bunch of times. And but at the same time, at the end of the game, I think the score was like 24-19. And it looked like a you know, looked like the game was way worse, but we barely lost the game in Doka and we didn't even play good. And as we watched the film, we saw guys open all over the field, just running wide open. We just figured, like, you know, if we can buy a little bit more time in the pocket, we'll be okay. And that's when Spurrier started tinkering with the shotgun. 
Uh, Spurrier had never really played with a shotgun a lot before that game. And and once we got in the shotgun in, in, in New Orleans, we knew we had guys up in the first time. So we knew the scheme was fine. We just had to find a way to buy extra time in the pocket. So, you know, we got in New Orleans. It, it was all she wrote. You know, we had so many weapons on the field. We was locked in. We was focused. We didn't really hang out that much because we already had been to the Sugar Bowl a couple of times before that. So we all knew about New Orleans already. So we mostly hung out in the rooms with each other and just ready for the game day. Quiz, I mean, 50-some points, man, against your, against your in-state rival in, in the biggest game of the year. Obviously, everybody going to remember to play I catch it, stop it. He just, I don't, I don't know how he told us ACL. This dude called stop. And then just, but once again, y'all was able to put it all on display. You know how, like, in the big games, everybody gets conservative. That is not supposed to do with Spurrier. It's not, Spurrier's like this. The game is over. We're up by 21. If you let him, he's going to try to throw another bomb. He ain't going to say, listen, I, that, that's just what I do. But y'all was able to do it on the biggest stage. I mean, it had to be validation for you for two reasons. One, man, I'm back in this game. I think you had like seven catches that game. Yeah. Coming off a dislocated hill. And you did it with your brothers. Like, the last, I mean, take listen, we both blessed to have played in the National Football League. But ain't nothing like the college days. Them the dudes that yeah. – Man, go to Walmart. You ain't got for twenty dollars. Y'all looking at each other like, bro, you ain't got for five dollars for that five dollars. Hey, you tripping in on five star pizza? <laughs> exactly, man. It's, it's what was it like because everybody got listen. Everybody got dreams of doing it from them off seasons. Rob Glass and yeah. them freaking like them like them like two a days to know that you was able to do it with Redell, with Ike, with Elijah, with Terry, with Fred. With what was that like, saying, boys, bruh? We the best team in the, in the freaking world because most people, they go to the natty and if they lose, it's how they lose. If it's real bad, people hit you with, oh, the mental thing. And thank God it wasn't on social media like it is now. Everything is yeah. viral now. But to know you got to do it with your boys, man, I'm pretty sure, man, it was a lot of a lot of tears on that sideline, man. Yeah, it, it was special, man, because, like, we weren't just teammates. We were real close. This day we were real close. We stealing all of us, stealing the group chat. And we were all in the same recruiting class. So, it was a big deal. Like myself, Fred, Redell, Ike, Travis McGriff, uh, Ed Chester, Tony George, Mike Peterson. It was a bunch. Terry Jackson. All of us came in the same recruiting class, so we had been close since the first day we reported to um the old old dorms by the swimming pool at, at uh, Young Hall. So we've been close since way back in those days. And so, and that particular year. All of us red shirts except Fred, Redell, and Ike. So we went through that whole year just doing scout team and just hanging out together. You know, red shirted, hanging out on Friday, on Saturday nights, watching the team on TV, waiting for them to come back in town. So we had a real strong bond that we have to this day as far as uh, brotherhood and just loving each other. And so to be able to play the national title game and to beat your rival and be the first University of Florida team to do it was even special because that was one of the reasons why we went there. Like nowadays, these guys go to Alabama just to win another title with the best team in the country. I don't get that. Like we want to be the first team to win something for our school or we want to go to a school to be able to beat Florida State at the time because Florida State had just won a national title not too long ago. So, you know, it, it was big for us to be able to – for them to sell us on that and recruit, you know, be the first team to win something – uh, be the team to be able to knock off Florida State and for us to actually be able to do it was big. The voice you listening to right now is Jacquez Green, Florida Gator legend, Fort Valley Zone, Peach County, Blitnikoff finalist, consensus, natu- consensus All-American, national champion, two-time SEC champion, coming off a dislocated hip. Now, getting them young boys ready out there in Manatee. See, that's why Manatee's good, because they got a Georgia boy coaching them at the ham. I, I, I get the sauce, but Quezzy, we live in a different time now, man. 
we live in a different time to where everything is viral, right? Everybody, everybody want to have, everybody want to be five stars. And we live in a world of NIL. You are a high school football coach in the state of Florida. What is it like navigating this thing right here? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and keeping these young boys focused, let them know, look, man, what got me into Florida or what got me into these schools was going to get y'all in them. You got to take care of business away from the field, and you got to be focused when you get on the field. It's good for me to um, be able to be around those kids and somebody they can relate to. You know, they can relate to me, the fact that, you know, I grew up with a single-parent household. I grew up in Section 8 housing. You know, I grew up poor like a lot of those guys grew up poor. You know, I made it. You can make it. You can make it. I can I can tell them what to do and what not to do as far as recruiting because I've been there. I can explain it to them. I don't coach a lot of guys that don't play it in even the NFL. There's a lot of guys that don't play it in college football. So um, the kids trust me and just have somebody that they can rely on and they can trust who not just using those kids just for to play football and win games for Manti High School. What what? And you mentioned it before. You was talking about the different schools that you uh, coach with. You like, I got some good coaches I came from, some bad coach styles. What don't you like about high school football in Florida? Because, like you said, it's such a, it's such a, it's, it, it has such a big like focus on it. You get some of the best players, and you around it. What do, what do you see to say? Look, man, this got to change because, like you said, I care about what happened to these young boys once they playing days of Manatee are over. I can't just use them up for these, you know, two to three years. And then I wish you the best. What do you see in the coaching in the coaching rounds to make you go, bro? This got to change. They got to pay the coaches more. I think they pay the coaches bigger, better stipends. You'll get a you'll get better people around the kids, man. Because a lot of a lot of the good guys can't afford to just coach high school football because they don't pay enough for them to better. You know, they have to get regular real jobs. And and a lot of people jobs, you know, they get up at four and five o'clock, school out at two thirty, and they can't just show up two hours late to practice every day and what have you. So in order to keep the product good, I think you got to pay the coaches. And I think you'll get, you know, you get a better product on the field. You have better people around your kids. You know, these, these parents don't realize, though, the better guys you get, you know, the better people you have around your kids and coaching your kids. If not, you're just going to have some of these guys just showing up two or three hours coaching your kids. And, you know, you don't know who around your kids at the time. You know, they're going to get fingerprinted, what have you. But that doesn't mean they have, they have any knowledge about recruiting and coaching and, and making your kids better to reach that next level they're trying to, they're trying to reach. Name and image likeness is what we in. We in. I mean, everybody think that they they're they're a big brand now. People are looking at you know Bryce Young. Uh, you know they 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 look at they looking at like Caleb Williams or C.J. Stroud. These uh you know uh what Arch Manning. Everybody think, hey man, I'm a, I'm a big time player, which you could be. But how do you navigate that? Because I think certain states even let high school players even venture into that. How do you navigate that? I think it's a great thing. We talking about college players that are already there. They've established, they, they put their play with the brand, yeah. like an Anthony Richardson. But what do you tell a high school? No, what do you tell a high school parent about their kids saying, listen, if I'm saying one thing on the field and they go home, I know that's your baby. But what do you say to them, Quesi, when they're telling you, I think my son could do this? And you tell them, look, I'm not here to tell you that he can't. <laughs> but I can't, I can't even get him to go to class every day and his mind is already on, on dollar signs. How do you navigate that? It's just, it just bad to me that you're trying to pay a guy who's unproven and did anything out of high school and you're not even taking care of your guys that's right there on campus who have proven themselves and who, who's made all conference already or, or all academic already. I think the, the, if more of these coaches or what have you will take care of those guys that's already on campus 
as opposed to these high school kids, I think it'll work out, you know, for the best in the long run. You know, if more, especially some of the big name schools or whatever, get on that type path as far as, you know, we got to take care of our guys who've proven themselves on campus already instead of trying to take care of some high school kid who hasn't did anything. Talking with Jacquez Green, former All-American at Florida, former Blitnikoff finalist, national champion, SEC champion. Quasi, we got another coach in Gainesville, man. His name is Billy Napier. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Came from Louisiana, get a big win against Utah. Billy a Georgia boy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What what he is a Georgia. What what do you have you had a chance to meet him? What do you like about him? And obviously, you know, we listen, I will say this. Listen, we love Billy Napier for one reason and one reason only. Not just one reason. He he coached Florida. We got to love him. We gonna love him, right? <laughs> but we know how hard that seat is. Like that seat is pressed. I can say this. Alabama, you know, is a big time school. Florida might have the best coaching job in America because you don't let you talk about resources, anything you want. Haven't had a chance to go to that new facility yet. I heard about it though. I heard about that thing. It's serious. But Quez, what you like about Billy Navy? He seems to be wanting to do things the right way. And when he said he was gonna build an army, he 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 was he was dead serious about that. The first thing coach uh, coach Napier seems authentic, you know. Nowadays, these guys be putting on this facade and trying to act a certain way, but their actions show totally different. And at that time, you know, most people can see right through that. You know, Billy Napier seemed like, you know, he is what you see. You know, he's authentic, he's himself, and he's comfortable being himself. A lot of these guys are not comfortable being themselves. You know, some of these coaches, well, I say a lot of times, like socially awkward at times to me. And Napier seemed like, you know, he's a genuine person and he had a plan. And his plan is, you know, the way he's building it, and he's trying to tell the fans to be patient. You know, I don't know if they'll be patient after that first win, though. But no, you got to, <laughs> you got to yeah, be patient. Yeah. And, and and the fact that he came out and won the first game, and he has some good, you no know, recruits um coming in the next couple of years. I think he's on the right path, though. You know, I think what we have to do as ex players and what have you is make sure our fan base continue to be patient with him and let him build the thing the right way and not try to run the guy off if he, you know, stumbles upon the way. I've seen guys like Kevin Carter. I've seen guys like Chris Chris Dorn, you know, uh, uh, Trey Burton and those guys. Max Starks. They've been they've been back up there. And and this is this is not a talking point. They said he can't wait to get former players like ourselves back on campus because he says, dude, other people can sell the program. We are the program. Other people have to sell it. Are you looking forward to get back on campus, man? And uh, you know what it's gonna be like, Quincy, man. I remember when my senior year. Uh, going into the spring game, they 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 gave they, I guess they retired Emma Smith jersey 22, and he just kept telling us, dude, it's not gonna look like this five years from now, ten years from now. If somebody would have told me Florida's gonna have an indoor facility, I would have been like, nah, buddy. I mean, it ain't gonna be indoor. Then you talking about this facility? Are you you know have you had a chance to get back on campus? And if you are looking forward to going back on that man, Quesi, what is gonna be like walking into that facility going, dude? I used to live in Yon Hall, man. Now y'all boys, <laughs> y'all boys getting. Luxury living, free parking spots. Uh, uh, they they getting uh chefs. They getting they getting smoothie machines. You can get your hair cut. You know, I used to go. I used to go to. Uh, I used to go to um, in Gville, man. Uh, I used to go to purses and them. I used to go to. Uh, I used to go to Froze or something. It, it, <laughs> I was yeah, down on the corner somewhere. Yeah, exactly. What um, what are you most looking forward to, man? When you get a chance to get back? I want, I want to see New Silly. I went up to um. Coach Napier's coaching clinic, but you know, Coach Clinton, you know, you 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 getting it in, coaching and talking to coaches and what have you. Um, I want to go up, you know, just bed and hang out, see the new facility, because it looked nice from all the pictures, man. And and I just like the way I like Coach Napier's whole demeanor and art to him, you know. 
I've met and reached out to some coaches on the staff already, which is always a good thing. You can reach out to the assistants. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you get some coaches who try to big time you, but all the coaches have been, they pretty been receptive to all the, you know, me reaching out to them. And I just, I just want to support the man. Though. I, I, I just like the way he acts. I like the way he carries himself. I like the way he doesn't try to be something he's not. I, I like the way he has a vision and a plan. So hopefully, you know, with the new facility and the players who we got in, we can we can we can take this thing in a whole nother stratosphere as far as the uh, University of Florida football. Quiz, when I think about you, I think I think West Chandler, I think Chris Dorn, I think Chris Collinsworth, I think Carlos Alvarez, Willie Jackson, Redale, Ike, Travis, uh, you know, uh, you know, Percy Harvin, uh, you know, the, the, just the group chat, you know, uh, you know, Chad Jackson, Andre Caldwell, Jabbar Gaffney, Reese. Check this out, check this out though, Ben. Nobody had to do it with rotating quarterbacks, though. I don't. I don't oh, I don't but I got to say this though. <laughs> you coming from Fort Valley, right? You saying, look, bro, I'm going to Florida. I want to be the first. They pair you with Redale and Ike. Y'all boys still got numbers that still can't be touched. Y'all like when I'm seeing the stuff, people. I, I'm not gonna get these other these other schools pub. They got some other schools that got some good receivers. I get it. I ain't taking nothing from them. But y'all did it on a consistent level, like every freaking game like it's, it's like everyone and y'all and y'all will ahead of y'all time uh quest because think about this somebody would have said bro you telling me that offense in 96 that's what they're gonna be doing in late in like 2019 20 because it's all about the spread yeah. is that why is that why y'all was so difficult because look we you can't game plan but what you mean bro we gonna spread you out and we're gonna see if these dbs can really cover oh and we got some dogs back there running the rock and we got a hydra <laughs> throwing us the rock like did you know y'all was ahead of y'all time in question? You got to look at you got to look at game plans now and go, bruh, that's the same route, just different terminology. We was running that, man. Watch that the guy on the outside for listen, the guy on the outside finna run the post. Now, now, I do that by lot, now you know, at, at that time I didn't realize that, but as I got older, and you know, once you retire, you really understand way more football than you knew when yeah. you played. And so when I got older and really started coaching and understanding football. I'm like, man, we ran that back in 90-something. We ran – because everybody be trying to act like it's some brand-new type of ball. I'm like, no, we ran that back with Spurrier. We ran that in 95. We ran that in 94. So Spurrier was just, you know, back then we considered him him a genius. But looking back now, he really was a genius as far as putting game plans together, putting pass concepts together, being able to figure out what the defense was playing and just get people open, man. And, and, we, and my particular signing class, we signed six wide receivers. In that particular class, so you know they knew what they wanted. We had just lost, we had just lost three receivers at Florida. Yeah, I think that's when Willie Harrison Houston and Aubrey, well, Willie Harrison Houston and somebody else was graduating at the time, and so we signed six receivers in my recruiting class. And you know it, it was just fun times, man. It was fun times. We had to make plays, and we made the most of it. You know, each Saturday was we used to put on the show. Uh, Redell was always in the dorm talking about what dance he gonna do once he scored this week. <laughs> So it was just fun, man. It was fun. Quezzy, you one of the ones that built this thing, man. And uh, no matter how people feel about it, man, like you can, we listen. Shane, Shane Matthews was 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 Spurrier's first quarterback. So Shane is the originator. Y'all boys took it to stratospheres. I was like, listen, I mean, the fun and gun, that's forever. Like I don't care what no how nobody feel about it. What is your greatest accomplishment you think at the University of Florida? You got a lot to choose. What what is Jacquez Green most proud of? I think we made it cool to even play wide receiver at the University of Florida, you know, man. Like we like the forefathers. You know, we made it 
you know, it, 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 we made it cool to put the uniform on and to want to be a Florida Gator receiver. Uh, we was the first group to win the national title. Um, and, and I get so many guys that come up to me and be like, man, y'all used to really put it down back in the day. And I didn't think nothing of it. I was just trying, like, basically just trying to do my job and run good routes and catch the football. And but we get a lot of guys, older guys around my age, you know, who always talk about how we used to put it down and how they couldn't wait to go home. Even guys who played during time, time man, we couldn't wait to go home to see y'all on TV. And we was always tuning in when Florida was playing back then and how y'all used to throw the ball all around the field, all, all, all over the place. But, you know, we was just trying to do what we was coached up to do. And, and, and you know, looking back, you know, it was a good time. We won a bunch of games and. You know, one of the things I'm proud of is the fact that we won a bunch of games. I think I only lost like three or four games my three years I played at UF. So we won a lot. We won a lot of championships. We beat a lot of good teams, and we had a lot of success. Jack West Green, second-round pick by them Bucks, Fort Valley, Peach County, uh, national champion in 96, SEC champion in 95 and 96, came back from a dislocated hip, All-American, All-SEC, Belitnikoff, Part of this, he called himself one of the forefathers because he is. When you're good at something, you tell people. When you're great at something, they tell you. I'm, I'm, I'm telling this man. I'm, I'm happy I get a chance to interview Quiz, and you one of the greatest to do it. Mike P, a part of that '96 national championship team, current linebackers coach at Florida, was walking down the hall one day, and one of the players saw him on the wall as a Gator great. And the player goes, "Coach Mike P, man, this you?" And Mike P says, "It used to be." This man right here, Gator Great, he still is. Because what happens is, Quest sit back and go, leave me alone by these wide receivers, bro, because I don't talk about my stats. But if you want me to do this for real, I can do it. 96, who would have ever thought 96 was a prerequisite in 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022? People talk about where's wide receiver you. I will tell you this. Name me, name me a receiving core at all, all Americans, first team. Name me a receiving core, all of them were natty. Name me a receiving core. All of them was all SEC. Name me a receiving core that can run every route. You can name me two. I said three. He's a part of the big three. One of the four fouls. Georgia boy repping for them Florida Gators. I tell you, Florida, if you want to win, go get you a Georgia boy, man. Go get you but one or two of them. You don't need a whole <laughs> bunch of them. Just get you a bunch of them. Now head coach at Manatee High School right outside, you know what I'm saying, of Brayton, Florida. He is Jacquez Green. I am being true. This is 84 reasons, not my reasons. This reason. You don't like it. Hey, you don't got to like it, man. That man got bling on his finger. It's a, it's a wedding ring now. You don't want to pull out the real bling. Quincy, man, I appreciate you taking the time. This won't be the only time I'm. we're going to try to do it. We're going to try to do this thing in person, man. I appreciate you taking the time, sir. Appreciate you having me on, Ben, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. He is Jacquez Green. And like I said, DBs, all y'all trash talks from back in the day, stop the cap, man. As they say, what they say, now stop the cap. Please stop the cap. That man got big. That man got busy.